Hi, this is Eric Gardner with the Hey Eric podcast, and this is episode 26 because I can never remember a number. And today I'm interviewing a good friend, um, a bike racer, photographer, Kathy Fegan Kim. Um, we've been friends for probably 12, 13 years-ish, my guess, from when I moved from Logan to Salt Lake. Um, but I want to introduce her and, let, and then let her introduce herself. She, I met her bike racing probably at RMR a long time ago. She did photography there, she raced there, and now she owns and operates a professional cycling team. So introduce yourself, Kathy. <laughs> Do I have to say my name again? No. Okay. Only if you want, if I um, mispronounced it. What would you like me to introduce? Like, I'm a photographer, um, I'm also known as Cotton Socks, um, and I own the team DNA Pro Cycling. Nice. And so the team, last year was your 10th year, correct? Mm -hmm. And so now you're entering year 11 and we'll get into the team more, but I, I wanted to start, I guess, with the origin story, mm -hmm. um, probably going back to RMR. Cause like when we talk about the Utah cycling community, a lot of it originates from there, at least for me, like I used to drive from Logan for RMR on Mar in March on when it was on the Saturdays in March. Mm -hmm. Um, so what, what first got you into cycling and bike racing, I guess? Um, well that was, just kind of an accident it's not an accident but it was Alex you know my husband Alex and um, he started racing a long time ago and got back into racing and anything he does he wants me to do classic husband right there <laughs> and classic wife that, that's um, I think it goes both ways usually yeah and fortunately I've always been an athlete so it worked out quite well um, but yeah he signed me up for probably a hill climb at first and I didn't like that but um then I don't do you remember San Dimas road race uh, I'd never done it but I've heard of it or, oh no not San Dimas San Rafael yeah. sorry um so he signed me up for that did it it was you know my first ever experience it was not so great but then the next year I you know did it again and uh, not just San Rafael but like I did um a few more races um then one sugar house that was it hooked crit racer <laughs> yeah yeah sugar house I, I won that too i know twinners um <laughs> yeah so I, I obviously when when you win something it, it gets you more excited about it mm -hmm. for sure and yeah. sugar house there's no better race to win in, in utah than that one probably because it's always got the best crowds yeah yeah it was awesome and and alex had won that too before and so that was kind of like an initial goal for, of mine and then you kind of start realizing, oh, I'm actually a crit racer or I'm a sprinter. So, you know, I started winning more crits um, or flat road races. So then it just kind of became my specialty. And then more and more, like, you know, more races in my life and stumbled across other girls. Not really stumbled across. I mean, every race um, we got, we had a really good field, you know, even as a cat four, you know, starting out, there was a really good field here. And really really strong girls um and racing each other every weekend and then at rmr we were racing the boys you know for speed work and um just um after a year i think um or so two years um a few of us like including kemi king um yeah. we wanted to start a team that we could travel together and have support to do regional races and international races so that's kind of how it escalated into DNA pro cycling. Yeah, it's it's funny how things escalate in cycling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it always starts out of like this little idea, and then all of a sudden it's like this huge commitment. Mm 
mm-hmm. and we, we've all experienced that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with, with the, and obviously you're a photographer also, you've done that for a long time. Yeah. Um, so you shot a lot of the bike races too. You shot mm-hmm. a lot of the crit series, which was our weekday series here in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, you shot a lot of professional events too. Give us a little bit of background on that. Um, yeah, I, I was a photographer. I started photography, you know, a long time ago and I started my business, um, way back when 2000, I can't even remember. Um, and because I was at the races, um, initially not racing, I started shooting it. And, um, then we, you know, we, we were lucky here in, um, Utah where we had not just the weekly races, but we also had tour of Utah. Mm-hmm. And I just shot it for fun initially, and then I decided that, you know, this is actually, like, awesome. So I got to know um, Dave Iltis, who is, you know, Cycling Utah, yes. Mr. Cycling Utah, and he um, he was the one that gave me the initial foot in the door, like, my start in shooting um, bigger cycling races. Um and then it just kind of got bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah. And after that, like shooting Tour of Utah, shooting like Crusher and the Tusher, mm-hmm. like a lot of those images ended up in Velo News and yes. probably other publications. Yeah. yeah. So Crusher, like Burke Swindlehurst, who's the organizer, um, the founder of the race was my neighbor and a professional racer. And so I used to shoot him racing Tour of Utah. And then um, when he started Crusher, he asked me to shoot it. And then... My first ever cover on a magazine was XC Magazine, and it was um, one of the first, I think it was the second year of Crusher. And so then for XC Magazine, I went to um, to shoot Cross Vegas. Oh. And then I took a photo of, um, if you're local, you know who it is, but I took a photo of Sly Fox Moon <laughs> Willow. Was he handing out cash? Handing out cash. With a ghillie suit on? Uh-huh, with a ghillie suit on. And it was like, I mean, it was just a raging, like tons and tons of people um, because it was just right by like a, one of the climbs. And um, then CX, Cyclocross Magazine, um, Andrew E. saw the photo and contacted me. And then it just kind of like ended up going to Worlds for him, like in Louisville. And... Um, yeah, and then it just, you know, different opportunities of being published and felonies, Peloton, that kind of stuff just happen. Yeah, it just like you get started in it and you, you start getting noticed because you're mm-hmm. there, you're shooting the, the right photos, and then people just want to keep hiring you for, for future things. Then, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. That's cool. Sly Fox, he's a, he's a local <laughs> legend. If you don't know Sly Fox Moonwillow, he started my career. <laughs> yeah, he probably started my career in some way also. <laughs> I, I, I dog sat his dogs once. I had never met him. I only knew him online, and he needed to go to Hawaii. <laughs> and I had volunteered on Facebook, and then he's like, oh, you don't need to. I got it covered. Then the day of, he's like, well, my dog sitter bailed, so I'm not going. Yeah. I'm like, dude, we can do it. <laughs> I had never met him, but I went and babysat his dogs for him. Good guy. He's a great guy. Well, well cool. So, um, so obviously, the, I guess the photography – and we kind of went over that and the cycling passions kind of overlapped as, you know, Alex was getting into cycling, you started shooting it and then it just kind of exploded from there with two of Utah, David Liss and that sort of stuff. So that, that's pretty interesting. And then as, as the racing started, keep, kept growing, I guess the passion for it, it's like, Hey, with Kemi King, let's, let's start this professional or professional team that traveled the regional races. What was that first year like? 
<laughs> we got destroyed. It was, I mean, it was great. It was one of the, you know, best experiences. Every year has been awesome. But there was just a group of us um, uh, that got together. I mean, we we drove to any race that was like, if it was 15 hours, like, say, um, Gila, you know, we did it. And we had fun with it. We, um, But the first ever race that we went to was Merco. And the um, Merco, I think it was Cycling Classic. It was beautiful. It's in California. Mm-hmm. Um, very early on, it's like March. And like my coach was like, oh, Kathy, no way. You, you know, you're going to get destroyed. So I, um, instead of racing it, I shot it, um, which was um, a nice thing. So because right from the get go, we always had good coverage of our own races. And, you know, people knew that we were racing because we had proof. Um, but also... Um, yeah, we went and, you know, Evie Stevens was racing, Ina Tudenberg, you know, just these big names. Back then it was like huge. Um, early on, like all the, all the pro racers were practicing, you know, just big teams were there. It's a really good field. Um, but, you know, I mean, <laughs> I think we, you know, we really rocked the bottom 10 <laughs> or whatever. Um, but uh, we kept going, and we um, we started getting more and more respect. And you know, we we were strong. We were having fun, and I think that was the most important thing. Yeah, I think I, I would agree. In cycling, it's got to be a lot of fun. Otherwise, it gets, I guess, pretty depressing. <laughs> so when you have a good crew traveling around together, and we, I think anyone who's been part of a good crew of cyclists. Yeah. It is so much fun to travel together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we learned a lot. And, you know, um, for our team, it was just getting bigger very gradually, you know, um, step by step. And every year we got um, more interest from writers and, you know, sponsors and, uh, you know, DNA and like Rudy Project. They've been with us since the very beginning. And just it's been incredible. It's been a great ride. That's awesome. And now you're starting year 11. And I guess what's what are your big goals for the the squad this year? Well, you know, last year we had like this amazing success with um, three yeah, of three our three national champions. Yeah, three three national champions. Went first, you know, in Caro um, Diana, who won the Colombian national championship in February. They do it early, and then for Maggie to win both road and Criterium in Canada and. Um, Annette to win the time trial it's it was just like an incredible um, season and in the past like we've had Claire Rose win the British time trial championship so it's not like you know it was the first experience but it was just like three mind blown and it was a great season and I mean the best part of the season was not just all the you know the wins but every single rider was just incredible human and we had so much fun and i think that is what played into the success of last season so what you're saying is when you have a good meshing team mm-hmm. i don't know 10 10 riders 12 mm-hmm. riders whatever your squad ends up being that that chemistry creates better results is that definitely what yeah they they were all in for the team goal you know every single different races you know we ride for different uh, a different rider um but everyone for every race had that one goal you know team win yeah um and having fun off the bike and on the bike and just really liking each other really really helps i think yeah that's great that's really cool and so um you're 11 
and part of the background also that I, I want to let the listeners know. So um, if you know me, I help organize the Salt Lake Criterium. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of butted from kind of similar how your team started was like, you know, people sitting around a table messing around. And it was actually Alex and I having lunch down here, downtown mm-hmm. Salt Lake saying, hey, we should bring back that Pioneer Park crit. Because mm-hmm. we used to have this really fun crit around this park mm-hmm. that was right across the street from my office. And that ballooned into, okay, let's get it on a national calendar. Let's grow it, grow it, grow it. And now it's, you know, this is our fourth year, um, minus COVID year. Um, and it's it's been growing steadily, you know, trying to just improve it, I guess, for the, for the racers, for the spectators, for the community. Um, and now it's part of the American Criterium Cup, which is the top criterium league, I guess, in the, in the country. Um, and your, your team and your rider won that. Describe that. How, how, what you won the, the sprint Jersey um, and the overall Jersey. Yeah. Maggie won both of them. Um, yeah, it was, it was a great experience, um, racing that, um, league, you know, I mean, for us, it was great because it, um, the 10 races or, you know, most majority of the races were races that are like, um, marquee races of the country that we would race anyway mm-hmm. and then for that to have like a double you know just um, another reason to go or just benefit from for us it was it was awesome it was really fun um, and just having um, the live stream you know so that everyone can can watch this race and really follow the story um, I thought that was really great yeah, so that, that brings up a whole can of worms, obviously. So mm-hmm. right now, so every Wednesday, I actually have a meeting with uh, everyone that's part of the ACC. Mm-hmm. And whether you want to call the ACC a series or a league, it doesn't really matter. Um, but it's it's a group of races that all come together, pool prize money, uh, pool a lot of stuff, and try and just cr- elevate. Um, we actually, the, we have a, a statement of purpose that Malcolm from Tulsa wrote because he's so eloquent it's like the the mission is to elevate elevate the stature of criterium racing in America mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people consider criterium racing like a second tier sport it's not a stage race mm-hmm. um, it's a training race for for doing stage races and so that that's part of the goal with the Who Americans that uh, people really well, well maybe that's changed <laughs> it's maybe changed in the last five years but okay. you know bef- when that you when you had tour of, tour of Georgia Tour of Utah, tour of California, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. When did crits, crits become serious? Was it USA Crits that did that? I don't know. That's a, like, obviously Tulsa's had a great following for a long time, but mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot we of people. Had NCA lo- before. I mean, when I started people, racing, we were racing NCA. It was big. Yeah. I, I guess the way to describe it is most of the goal is getting to Europe. I get maybe not that's for a, everyone, but no, not for everyone, but mm-hmm. for a lot of people, it's racing in Europe is the goal, at least on the roadside. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like American racing is a stepping stone to European racing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I can be wrong. You can just, no, no, I mean, you have to sure. start somewhere. And yeah. If you you're do. American, then yeah, stay, start here. Yeah. And, and I guess the goal, and I'm not speaking for the American Criterion Cup, I'm just mm-hmm. talking uh, from my, my own perspective, Eric Gardner, is that, you know, <laughs> Typically, Criteriums, it's a great way to learn to race. It's In Utah, it's where everyone learned how to race, like I said, at RMR because it was big and safe and road closures were easy. And then as people step up, step up, step up, you know, if they go pro, it's, you know, USA Cycling. USA Cycling is all about Olympic medals and rider development. 
and right in mm-hmm. development and usually ends up in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what, what I was trying to say is Criterion Racing is somewhat of a stepping stone. And from my understanding, like the ACC, their goal is to make it the, the end all. Like mm-hmm. kind of like comparing F1 to NASCAR mm-hmm. or F1 to Indy, I guess is the better comparison. Like before F1 was the thing. And now mm-hmm. it's like, no, people want to stay in Indy racing or stay in NASCAR racing, mm-hmm. even though F1 is way bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. kind of create that homegrown, I guess, mm-hmm. atmosphere, homegrown top, top level series that people want to race and stay mm-hmm. around for. Mm-hmm. I think that's happened. It's, it's definitely, you know, happened over the, over the years, mm-hmm. but okay. Um, aside from that, so you've, uh, what's, you know, last year was a really good year. What, how much of the squad are you bringing back for, for like, what, what's the squad shaping out to be for your team? Um, so we have 13 riders right now. Um, and there's a good mix of, um, you know, experienced, um, pros and then riders that are young and up and coming they have incredible potential to blow your mind, I think. <laughs> so, so do you try and find some of those people who maybe aren't like so much, like maybe they're younger s- stars and try and help them develop and get, get somewhere? Or what's your goal with that? Um, well, I would say like they're pretty developed, you know, it, um, it developed is like kind of a, or developing is kind of a hard, it could be misunderstood. Um, they, they're very experienced writers, I think. And, um, but it'll be their first year in a professional team, possibly, uh, some of them. And um, I think it just gives them more opportunity. You know, we, we like to give writers a safe environment so that they can pursue their goals and, like, maybe surpass their, you know, potential. Or not surpass their potential, but, like, reach their potential and, like, have bigger goals for next year. Yeah, almost like remove all impediments so they can be their absolute best. Yeah, we just want them to be able to focus on the racing, you yeah. know, the training and the racing. That That's one of the hard parts about bike racing in America is a lot of bike racers have full-time or part-time jobs. Mm-hmm. So, and we hear about that from a lot of teams. Like, I know in the Criterion world, there's a few teams that actually, you know, pay salaries where people don't have to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other teams that people work, you know, typical jobs and they fly to a race on Friday and they race and they fly home. Mm-hmm. So do you, so most of your riders, do they deal with that or do they kind of, is their only focus racing? Um, I think most of them are full-time racers and some of them go to school. Yeah. Well, school is a good thing, right? Yeah. Don't put all your eggs in one basket of bike racing <laughs> or any sport. <laughs> well, like, I mean, women's professional cycling scene, um, a lot of them are lawyers, doctors, um, very professional and not just racing, but in other fields as yeah. well. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. So, um, let's, um, Kathy, what's, what, what's been the hardest thing, I guess, to overcome in, in developing this team over the last 11 years? Um, well, I, I, I wouldn't say like the team itself is difficult, like, or something that I have to overcome, but, um, my, I think the difficult part of my, or the challenge that I have is to run this team as professional and, you know, the best it can be at the same time juggling my other you know my life and my challenges like I have a son with autism 
and that is a huge challenge that I have to kind of work work it so that it you know both balanced and um, sometimes it's really difficult to do you know both yeah time management between you know personal professional hobby all those different things that that we have to over we we have to like schedule our day kind of so yeah you can't just focus on one thing and family is obviously super important to to you and to most all of us yeah so a lot of the things that we do for the team it's just like it's um it's hard you know there's a lot of things going on like logistics travel um you know uh relationships with writers and staff and other teams and whatever um, but everything, because I have Nikki, who, you know, he's 22 and he gives me so many different kinds of challenges, everything that I do for the team is actually easy, you yeah. know, so, and the success that I have, I, I, or not me personally, but like the success of the team is even sweeter because I was able to do it, you know, in yeah. spite of like having some of the challenges that we face yeah and don't don't sell yourself short there that's your success too like you know yeah. their their podium's your podium well yeah yeah <laughs> no, I, I yeah I, I feel like I have a part in it and it feels amazing oh absolutely you have a part you have a huge part like I I know just a few times putting together the the Salt Lake Criterium here it's like it's so much work yeah. And then there's those few moments of like, wow, this was absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I bet you have some of those when like, you know, take, taking a national champion jersey or a series jersey. It's just like, mm-hmm. that's why we did all the work. Yeah. That's why it's fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just have fun with the girls, like with our writers and like the staff that are, you know, both male and female. It's just, it's like a one big family and it's, it's really been you know, a huge part of my life. And, and also with the sponsors like DNA, you know, Seth and Joe, they, they, they're like my brothers. And, um, you know, um, it's, it's like a huge village, you know. It is. And, and, you know, it's really cool. Like all, all those Utah companies have really coalesced around your squad and the race. And they do so much for just our, our sport in general yeah. here, which is awesome. super, super helpful. Because <laughs> I have no idea how to do any of that stuff. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, while I was researching uh, Kathy online, I thought I knew everything about her, but then I found her IMBD profile. And I knew she recently uh, produced, right? Produce, you were, we were executive, executive producer. producers of a movie, mm-hmm. uh, The, the Send Off, correct? Yeah. Oops. And so while, while I'm researching Kathy, I find the send, uh, an IMBD for her. And I thought I knew everything. Tell us about that. I didn't even know what an IMBD was. I wonder if it's like a Wikipedia. People just make it for you. Yeah, that's why I thought you made it. No, no, yeah, no. It wasn't me, but yeah, yeah. So, um, how'd you get involved in the movie? Like, I know you guys are involved in a lot of cool stuff. Like, I talk to you and Alex daily, almost. So yeah. So my friend Sabrina, who you know was a ski instructor at Snowboard, Snowbird, mm-hmm. and I used to be a snowboard instructor there a long time ago. Anyway, her husband is a film editor in, you know, in LA, and he had edited a movie that was shown in Slam Dance, which is like a, not Sundance, but, you know, it's at the same time. And we watched a movie that he edited, and it was great. And we were just like, oh, you know, if there's any ever a chance for us to, like, help you out or, you know, um, get involved with what you're working on, let us know. And he's like, well, actually, I've just written a screenplay for this movie that it's a micro-budget 
movie and um, basically it means like it's done under say seventy thousand dollars $75,000 or something and it's like shot in like two weeks he did it in his house oh, wow. um, and you know they sent us a script and it was cool and Alex was really into it and I used to work for Sony Pictures Entertainment years and years ago so kind of like movies were my thing anyway so it was just kind of like a natural step into it but it was really fun so about the send-off so how does how does that premiering work like so they produce the film or you help produce the film they film it and then how's that i know we it was shown in calgary and other places so it was shown at the calgary film festival and also at the man chinese theater in la it's um it's where all the the walk of fame is you know um and um so it's it was screened and for distributors basically and it needs to get bought um and i think you know at this point we're in talks to find a distributor for like netflix or hbo max or yeah and i kind of understood that a little bit like with other films that have gone to sundance for example because it's here um but no, no, you're good. Um, but you know, that's that's really cool that you have the opportunity to to do that, create, help you know, help someone create art, especially when it's something that you love so much. And I know you guys love art, so that's really cool. Congratulations! Thank you. Now you just maybe we will build out your Wikipedia page now. <laughs> maybe I'll do that. Yeah, we'll link it to IMBD. I don't think I have a Wikipedia <laughs> page. <laughs> no, I hope not. Usually, that's either. Oh, I hope. You never know what people put on that. Yeah. Actually, in college, we edited one of my professors. He was like a Nobel laureate in oh. economics, oh. and he had a Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. and we edited it and put in one of our classmates' name, <laughs> like referencing him, kind of as like this joke. And then we had the classmate pull it up. <laughs> it was it was great. The classmate he was fr- he's from Uzbekistan, so he was it was really really smart guy. But he oh. he loved jokes like that. That's awesome. It was so much fun. Cool. Oh, college. But yeah. all right, well, that's where can uh, people find you? So um, you know, if they want to follow your your pro cycling team, your your photography stuff, where, where do they find you at? Um, so yeah, follow us. Um, um, our team is at DNAK4. Um, you can follow the team, and um, my Instagram is like I don't really do much of it. It's Cotton Socks underscore photo. Um, but yeah, and there's a Facebook page if you're old and into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and we have a team website if you really want to like dig in and it's DNACyclingTeam.com. Nice. Well, Hey, thanks Kathy for coming. We yeah, appreciate thanks, it. Eric. Um, and hopefully, hopefully you have an amazing season in 2023. Thank you. See ya. See ya.